theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston press to ATO. Three, two, one. Okay, okay, okay. Here we are talking about something that I'm kind of excited about, honestly. Me too. I think uh, today's topic, I don't think, I know today's topic. Yes, you do. Is, uh, is about, it's around small space living and where we're kind of seeing this shift happen um, around us. Mm-hmm. Is it generational? Is it cultural? Is it, what is it, right? And it's really very, very interesting, especially just given the last year and a half or so um, of like what people actually want in mm-hmm. terms of the space that they live in or how much space that they want. And so you're seeing several different trends that are really kind of difficult to correlate and really understand like what the full picture is. So I mm-hmm. think this will be an interesting conversation uh, in general. For sure. For sure. Well, here, I'll just start off with how this all kind of opened up so everyone knows the trend of the tiny homes it's like one of my favorite channels that we watch on tv sometimes like tiny home building my tiny home discovering my tiny home and they're kind of they kind of take it extreme i mean let's keep it real they take it way extreme family of five living in a freaking like not even a studio like a little tiny trailer that's extreme i want to watch it very entertaining but that is uncomfortable for me yeah but what would my amount be perfect and i have to say uh since we've been together we've all we've both lived in very different very very different type places the first place that i lived in it was it was a good amount of space but it was just like a horrible area then it got smaller but i was a nicer area and i'm kind of looking at uh, your place when i first got together and it was it was a one bedroom it wasn't it wasn't too big it was very nice for one person or two people mm-hmm. and then we moved to nicaragua and all of a sudden our, our spots got really tiny really quick yeah but it was actually not that much of a sacrifice for some reason it just felt a little bit better then we moved to oklahoma fairly small place but not too small and every time we moved to a bigger place whether we stayed at a vrbo or an airbnb I quickly realized what happens to all that empty space is you just fill it with your junk. Yeah. And it's a pain in the booty to have to clean up a large amount of space, especially if you're not utilizing it to its fullest all the time. And so it started making me think like, well, why do people need multiple bedrooms when they only have, you know, they have more bedrooms than they have people living in the home itself. Mm. And quite often people have you know, a guest room for when people come and stay over. Well, how often a year do people have guests come over and stay over? How necessary is it to have a guest room that's available all the time, but only utilized how many days of the year? And so then it started making me think about like, well, what, what is the ideal amount of space? And I honestly, I jumped to possibly, I think he's in the top three richest people on planet earth elon musk and he used to have some of the biggest mansions on planet earth one was in beverly hills and he sold everything he sold absolutely every home and now he rents a home in texas where one of his space uh you don't call it space station but one of his rocket launching locations is and the place that he lives in is a tiny freaking home that was manufactured in a fascinating way by a company called Boxable, B-O-X-A-B-L. 
And okay. it's very, very tiny, but it's designed so perfect. And I'm like, I think that's my ideal size of a home. Very easy to clean. You only need one TV because it rotates between the living room and the bedroom. You don't need a guest house. If, if your guest's coming, I mean, he probably just put them in a hotel or whatever. Like, what is your ideal amount of space? What is our mentality with this? What is the world's mentality with this? Is it change based on where you're from? Does it change based on, you know, your, your the generation that you're a part of? What is, how does this all come together? And yeah. why are we the way we are? Are we normal or are we, di- are we weird again? Well, I think that what's interesting is, you know, in our in our parents' generation, really the American dream was owning a home, right? So mm-hmm. it was like our, you have to own a home because their parents did after the war. That was like the big thing. Yeah. Make sure you own a home. That's the American dream because you can. Property rights are really great here, and you want to own a pretty decent sized home because the the bigger your home is, the more affluent you kind of look, right? Mm. And it was is, affordable. I want to go back to that, but keep going. Keep yeah. going. Yeah, and so you know, there's, there was, that didn't happen necessarily all over the world, but in the United States, that was definitely kind of the mentality is you want, you want to own your own home, you Mm -hmm. know, it's kind of the standard. And what's interesting now is you're seeing uh, people in our generation and and younger, not really prioritizing home ownership as the first thing that they want to do when they're an adult. And Mm -hmm. that's really interesting. Now that could be for many different reasons. Part of that could also be because of, you know, the exorbitant, it's just crazy how much people have to spend on student loans and how long that debt lasts, you know, for them in the long run. Right. But it's, you know, so if, if they're in debt coming out of college, then the last thing that they want to do is put themselves in debt again by having a mortgage that they're yeah. going to have to pay off over time as well. But I also think that it's a shift in lifestyle. And this is where I think that, yeah, we can definitely say generationally, there are different trends, but at the same time right now, Millennials and older have been shifting away from smaller cities where they had maybe apartments and really great jobs yeah. to uh, areas that are more rural with a lot more land and they yeah. want more space, mm-hmm. right? So h- how do you get more space? Well, you need more land and you and people have been going more inland, right? Mm-hmm. Or more into rural areas where they can have that space where cities are kind of more efficiently built, right? Yeah, yeah, to yeah. be able to host and to, to hold a lot of people because there's a lot of job opportunities within the city. Right. So, but now as cities have not come back fully, mm-hmm. what's that going to look like? Are people going to go back and rent? I mean, mm. as a, as a generation, we are definitely a generation of renters as opposed to homeowners. Yeah. But is that a bad thing? Is that a good thing? I don't mm. know. And, and, no. and in terms of the space, I mean, I think you're so right. We really don't need, we, you and me know after traveling <laughs> for us, I don't want more space because I don't want to have to put more stuff in it. You have in order to fill more space you have to put stuff in it right or else it just feels empty so the smaller it is and the more efficient you can make it that's why i mean ikea just boomed (laughs) you know i mean in terms of what can you do if you only have a few walls but you want a desk but you don't want the desk to always be there well here's a fold up fold up desk that you could just have right there you know how do you make a small space efficient and feel right for you right it's kind of the mentality with ikea yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's all about this balance of you need to find comfort, but you don't necessarily need everything to be perfect and ideal all the time. So here's an example. I like to sometimes make music on the computer, you know, pull out the keyboard, bada bing, bada boom, yeah. have a little jam session. I like to do that probably maybe once a month, maybe once every two months, something like that. 
Wouldn't it be awesome if I had my own music studio? But wait a second, you're only using the space once a month. Why would you have a music studio? Well, it would be very convenient so that all my, all my keyboard equipment and all my musical instruments are there ready for me right on the drop of a dime. Now, it could be argued that if you had that, maybe you would be doing it more often. But I actually think that that's not necessarily true. I actually think that that space isn't necessary to hold all those toys in order for me to be doing it more often. Mm -hmm. And I think everything's becoming more compressed where you don't need more instruments. You don't need all these things. You got the digital versions of them. I can play guitar with my keyboard nowadays on the software. So as things are becoming more condensed, I think, it, it be, thanks to the digital world, perhaps things are not needing to be large and in charge in the physical world. Mm. Things should be going more condensed in the physical world. When you think about what would be the number one thing we would get if we had an extra bedroom, it would not be for another bed for someone to sleep in. It would be our office space. So yeah. we'd have two separate office spaces. How often are we on separate Zoom calls that we would need one person in there and one person there? Currently, if we have one, one's in our living room office space area, and then the other one goes into like the bedroom, or we could do it outside. There's a lot of different yeah. options we can play around with. But what is it something that really adds that extra level of comfort that could be like really beneficial? Like I think there's no question we all need a bathroom. We all need a shower. Do we need a bathtub? Sometimes I think it would be nice. I mean, in the in the studio that Elon Musk has, he's got a little bathtub, but it's so perfectly placed in there. Yeah. That doesn't take up extra space. And then, you know, how often do you need to have separation between the living room and the bedroom or the bedroom and the kitchen? One is it really beneficial, one's it not. You look at a lot of the apartments in Thailand, sometimes they just have like a sliding glass door. And if you're trying to separate the smell of the kitchen from the bedroom, I can understand that could be a concern. You just slide that door, but it's technically still what I would argue a studio apartment, even yeah. though it has sliding door and it could be argued as a one bedroom. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely think that Thailand's got it right. The Bangkok, we've looked at a lot of uh, different apartments where it's really, really fascinating. There's so many units and they are relatively small. They're either like studio or one bedroom, but they're so well designed. Mm -hmm. I think what's interesting about a tiny, a smaller space, especially if you're really trying to sell it to someone who, you know, works a lot and does a lot of things as a dynamic individual. Yeah. Um, I would say like modernism is a, is a big part of it too, right? So mm -hmm. what if you had really upgraded modern pieces that mm. made you feel like, okay, yeah, this is a, I feel like I'm in a really nice spot, yeah. but it's also really well designed for a lifestyle where maybe you're not there all the time. Mm -hmm. Maybe you've got, you know, shared working space or maybe you're at the office or maybe you're traveling here, there all over the place and you really don't want your your place to be stuffed and filled with a bunch of stuff that you don't ever use you yeah. have to really be uh, thoughtful in terms of why why do i have things in here right mm -hmm. how much how many pieces of clothes do i really need yeah how what much brings me joy yeah like what do i really <laughs> want and i and i want space and if it, if there's too much crap in here then my tiny space all of a sudden feels really claustrophobic so we gotta almost it requires one to be more minimalist and the you know the company that you're talking about where Elon Musk is, is having, you know, his own little spot. Yeah. Boxable. It's, a boxable is really, really well designed. I mean, like you said, the, the TV is a mirror on one side mm -hmm. and it's a TV on the other and you can rotate it depending on if you're in bed or if you're just hanging out in the yeah. living room. You don't need two TVs. You don't need two TVs. <laughs> Why do you need two TVs? Right. Yeah. And, and especially if it's just a, here I am, boom, this is my space mm -hmm. and now I'm leaving, you know, like kind of like a hotel type of a yeah, it is, transient it is that, lifestyle. It's like a, it's a more comfortable 
a residential hotel because you have mm-hmm. your kitchen and all that. It, that's a good. That's a very good point. So I'm wondering how much of this is like generational. How much of this is something that maybe we share with our peers, whether they're our age or or older. Is it something in the United States that's an issue? Like, where, where do you think we stand in this? Do you think this is a normal thought, or are people listening to this like, dude, got to get five bedrooms, man, penthouse suite? <laughs> I do think there are there are always going to be those people, and I do think that yeah. usually those people, at least anecdotally for me, it, it usually comes from individuals who come from an area where there is a lot of space. Mm. They're not city people, right? So they want. Mm. They, they, they already value their own their space and they want a lot of it For okay what? i don't know it's a I, to me i do think i think about the the slogan in texas everything's bigger in texas mm-hmm. and obviously it's kind of ironic that um elon musk's little space is <laughs> going to be in texas yeah that is a funny one <laughs> but i think that you know the idea of like yeah we want space we want we want a bigger area well why i think Mm. that actually you know we've we've been guests at places where it's a property and it's so massive like there are different actual like wings of the house that don't even get used that are completely shut down it's like Mm -hmm. that is a lot of work to maintain Mm -hmm. it's a lot of work especially if it's not ever being used so i think that there is a shift in mentality especially you know when we're trying to think how can we be kinder to the earth how can we incorporate more nature in our lives mm-hmm. you know if we do want space do we really need so much space inside if like the whole point is to actually be outside and be mm-hmm. safe outside really thinking about what why why do i need this inside space i need it to sleep i need it to eat to gather to work to do whatever yeah. how can i do that with the smallest footprint possible right. and i will say i mean just from our travels and our friends that we've met and family also even Europe definitely has has embraced that smaller living and like intentional focus of like, why do I need this space or Mm. looking at their small space because you can't expand land that's not there. Right. So you already have this kind of constrained, um, you know, footprint of your Mm. own apartment. How can I actually make this as efficient and effective for me and my lifestyle as possible? Mm That doesn't mean that I have the ability to expand it to being yeah. bigger and to buying more rooms and stuff like that. Right. So I do think that it is um, based on region areas. Mm-hmm. I, it could also be generational. I think yeah. that that's certainly at the forefront. Mm. If you look at a lot of new entrepreneurial activity and companies that are getting a lot of investment, it has a lot to do with housing because housing is necessary. I mean, you look at the the price of rent in California in a lot of areas, it's just crazy. And yeah. sometimes that has to do with the lack of inventory, mm. right? So if we need more places for people to live so mm-hmm. that the cost of living gets lower for people and they can actually afford to live in these areas, well, how do we do that when we don't have a whole bunch of land? Mm. Um, and how do we make it so that people don't feel like they're on top of each other all mm. the time, you know? And so it's it's a difficult puzzle to kind of solve, but I think through us living you know, over in Southeast Asia for a while and seeing how other people live, like mm-hmm. in Bangkok, like there's a lot of really beautiful apartments. Like I, you do not need to sacrifice the modern benefits of, you know, living in a city. Mm. You don't, that doesn't necessarily equate to larger living, like larger land size living. You can have everything that you need right there. And like, why are you inside all the time anyways? Don't you want to be out into the city? Like yeah. I, to us, and I think that's kind of where we're getting at is for us, it's more about, the the place that we live and why mm. are we living there if we're living there it's probably to do with what's going on outside hmm. so for here at treasure island obviously it's not like hustle and bustle city yeah. like bangkok but 
the oceans right there. That was intentional yeah. living well, we, here. We can we can have a Zoom call outside. We can. I, I I remember when we were in Costa Rica, we stayed at a place that was completely indoor outdoor. Yeah. Like it you just basically remove the walls and your kitchen is now an outdoor kitchen. When we lived in Nicaragua, it was an outdoor kitchen, yep. but it was indoor, kind of under a roof. You know. So yeah. I think. If your environment allows you to embrace the indoor-outdoor living, that's a beautiful uh, setup. And in that type of situation, then, yeah, I would like to have an outdoor area where we cook mostly. But if your area is, you know, if you're living in Antarctica, then I don't necessarily need the outdoor kitchen. Then it's all about the indoor and would I need more space in Antarctica? See, now we're getting a little bit like this. This is where I'm wondering, like, are we strange by wanting to not have extra square footage because honestly the extra square footage like we have a huge fridge right now we've had much smaller fridges in the past the bigger the fridge the more we put in it and my fridge and freezer is absolutely filled to the brim and it's almost embarrassing but if i had a smaller one i would have not it would be less yeah i don't think that all those all the food in the fridge is necessary for me uh to live a good life. Yeah. It's just, I'm kind of taking advantage of the space that I have. What would I do with more square space? I don't know. What would you do? Like, I, I know we'd know have either. the, I know we'd probably put in more effort to have a proper like office zoom area, but like it keeps on coming back to like, well, why, what, what do you want? What is the benefit that you're gaining from more square footage? Yeah. I, I think what you also said earlier about, um, how digital equipment, um, hardware and whatnot is actually condensing as well, mm, right? I'm and glad you brought that back Yeah, up. because I think it's not only software and hardware computer related. It's, I mean, we're here, we're recording in our living room. We've got two microphones and stands that were really relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. They fold up, no big deal. When we don't want to record, they're away and it's, it's all good. Now, I look at another room, like the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And thinking about the um, the equipment that we use on a daily basis, we have an oven. We have an electric oven, stovetop, and oven. Right. We do not use it at no. all. It is basically like it might as well. It, honestly, I wish that it was just more <laughs> counter space no. because it basically is used as that. Yeah, it's we, a it's a pantry. Our oven's a pantry. It is, but why? Well, because we have an air fryer. It's a much smaller little thing. We use that air fryer all the time. Yeah. We have an instant pot. Right. We are able to do almost everything that the oven and the stovetop can help us. And we have an induction heater, one little one little thing. Right. To to just like boil water or whatever. But the thing the thing is, like, what else do you need? The truth is, is you can have a really small kitchen, have the right equipment that is getting smaller and smaller, more convenient Mm -hmm. and still be able to cook all the things that you want without having all this extra equipment. And so Mm -hmm. what would you do if you didn't have that stove there anymore, or you had a smaller fridge? Now the kitchen becomes a little bit bigger, even though it's small, you can actually, you have more space Mm. actually because equipment, and this is not coming from business just because they feel like they want it. Obviously there's consumer demand Mm -hmm. and wanting these devices, whether they're more efficient, they're more energy efficient, Mm -hmm. or they just, they're the perfect thing to, um, have if you have a smaller space, yeah, right? Or if, if it comes with a kitchen and the kitchen actually has almost nothing, like it mm-hmm. maybe has a microwave. Well, look, you don't have to like go and buy an oven. Mm-hmm. You can actually just buy a couple of little things that sit on your um, kitchen countertop and yeah. you can cook just about anything you the, need to. The new air fryers can fit a whole frozen pizza in them. That's believe amazing. It or not. Yeah, and it's very convenient. It folds up and now it's gone off your counter. So I'm curious 
because we you, you talked about it a little bit at the beginning how much of the big house is to be seen as successful mm. because i do think that's a big factor like i want to awe people when they're entering my home and we've had a, a lot of amazing people that have hosted us and when we arrive they have their art you know all lit up and it's like i want to i want to really show them what i've you know what what this is like i want to be proud of this and i support that in full but at the same time i'm like i don't know what the benefit of that is to me like did did by me seeing that am i now going in with a different mindset of who this person is like how how much of a benefit is it that i'm like wow look at this success is the house the success is it still the success is that what our generation views as the american dream is owning and living in your own massive home with massive yeah. land i think some people yeah to some people for sure to some people who are wanting to have a larger family i understand that yeah right? i understand that too. you want more space you don't want to be on top of each Five, other seven kids totally yeah. get that Definitely like bigger i really think that that family couple was insane having five kids in a tiny little trailer like, what are you doing that yeah. is so extreme so i do get like space needing a home with space if it's utilitarian because you have a larger family household mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and if you're yeah there's lots of reasons however you know the idea that oh this is so impressive how wonderful and large this house is you must be really really successful mm. that i don't know i mean to me maybe mm. uh, to to me no Hmm. honestly but to others i can see that still being a thing whether it, they're in the older generation or even today i mean yeah. you can still like come around a property and be super impressed like wow this is amazing yeah um and there are different reasons you know people express themselves in different ways people feel like they need to show off their achievements or success in various different ways and right. a lot of times it is material mm -hmm. based of course what is um, the, I'm trying to still make sense of it because I know it happens all the time and it's around us all the time too. Like I've got the super car, you know, like the one that demonstrates I'm successful to the people. And I think that sometimes, I mean, how often is that rooted with good intentions as to the real purpose of owning that car? And I do think sometimes yeah. it is where it's like, you know what? It represents my family's vibe of growing up and yeah. these experiences. Da, 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 da. Okay, I got like you. Like I never could have afforded this car before when I was a kid. It was the one that I wanted. And, you know, if there's yeah. like a genuine connection there, I, I totally get that. But I think that the materialism is materialism and wealth is being questioned mm. a lot today. Yeah. Like in all generations around the world, it's not yeah. just American. I think that it's being questioned amongst everyone. Yeah. And you know, to varying different degrees. But right. I, I watched um, an interview with this guy who's definitely a billionaire by every measurement of the word and uh, was asked, oh, do you have a do you have a private jet that you fly around on? And mm. he said, no, you don't get wealthy by flashing off, like being flamboyant. Mm -hmm. You get wealthy by being frugal. Yeah. And I fly commercial and I'm very proud to say that I do. And yeah. it's like, wow, okay, whoa, <laughs> this is... Definitely very different from what a lot of other billionaires. So I wouldn't yeah, say like... I gain respect for people like me that. Me too. I do too. And I, I think that maybe that's kind of a mind shift in of itself. I, well, mm. I don't know if it's categorized by generation or if it's categorized by location hmm. or what that is. But I think, you know, in terms of wealth, if you, what, why are you... When you're, when you're using materialism to show your wealth... Hmm. Why? Yeah. What's the purpose? What's the purpose? What, what's going on there? And to me, it just, just automatically 
is so obvious that there's some insecurity, something going on there hmm. that is, I need, I Always? need people, I need external validation to know that I've made a success of myself. Yeah, I think external val- validation is an interesting, <laughs> you, you, I want to go deeper than external validation, but I think you're actually getting very close to the seedling of it, you know? Yeah, probably. And, and, and that's okay. You know, if you've worked hard and you worked your way up and you made yourself into a success out of like nothing, like that's amazing. And yeah. I understand the need to do that and express yourself in different ways. Um, but I don't know. Some people react very strongly towards yeah, it yeah. in a good way. And some people are like, Ugh, that doesn't just, you know, it's nice to be humble sometimes. There's a too. balance. And it's not saying that because you don't, you know, crave the supercar or you don't crave the multi massive mansion with, I mean, some of these places, they get insanely huge. And one of the biggest one in the, in the world is in Florida. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why do you need all that space? Well, it's just... It, it's not like you need that to be a motivating factor to work hard. Like I need to show that I work hard by having these things or by me having these things, it's forcing me to work that much harder to pay them off or whatever. No, yeah. you can have that mentality of I'm going to work my ass off and I'm going to accumulate wealth, but I'm, I'm kind of looking at like, well, what are you going to accumulate? What are you going to do with all that wealth that you accumulate? And if you can get into that route of like, finding out who you are to your core and what you're going to do with that money, then that could be a bigger driver than anything. And it could lead to greater success beyond what you are able to accomplish when you're doing things for other people's uh, perspective on you. You know what I mean? So I do think it is internal that the the core uh, motivating factor, the one that will get you going more than anything is going to be internal more so than anything that external that that can be synthesized to make you get out of bed and kick butt yeah well said my love I i'm really, trying to figure it out honey it's it's hard we're I, talking I, about small town living i know and now all of a sudden we're here at like the, the largest mansion <laughs> yeah. in florida but i i you know obviously like i said we can't generalize everyone's a little bit different i think that in terms of what our needs are for us. And I think a lot of other people are thinking about like, well, yeah, if I don't have to live in this city and it's so expensive for me to live and I can actually take the money that I pay for rent on a monthly basis and buy a house in Texas, I'm going to do that. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But I think that the, the, the home one's home really is a reflection of the type of lifestyle that they want. Right. Mm. And so, or who they are maybe. Yeah. Who they are, but it definitely life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to Elon, he's almost lost his fortune multiple times, you know, where it's like at the point where he's got this level of, you know, willing to take a risk that very few people actually ever reach. Right. Mm -hmm. And he knows what it's like to have this and have that and all the things that people have want, people continue to want. But at the end of the day, you know, what is his lifestyle? He's working all the time. And so he wants to be able to come in, boom, settle his stuff down. His stuff is already there for him. He just wants to rest for a couple of days and then he's off on to the next thing, yeah. you know? And well, his I, home perfectly aligns with the ideal person that you invest into. You want all of your motives to align exactly through and through. And if he's trying to change the world and he's going all in on SpaceX and Tesla to do so, then shouldn't his home and his lifestyle align with that as well? That's very true. I mean, if he's leaning way into the future and saying, you know, <laughs> criticizing different entities or industries for their carbon footprint. Well, you can't really say that if you got a huge house 
with a whole bunch of land that yeah. is hardly ever used that's using electricity all the time, right? right? So you really have to kind of walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. And I think that's probably a reflection of why he decided to go small because mm-hmm. if he really wants you know, the electric movement to take off and he really wants to set us up so that we're an interplanetary species. Mm, well, big if dreams, <laughs> big, big dreams. Well, what are the things that you can do right now with your own life that would actually encourage other people to, to follow in suit? Well, actions speak louder than words. Yeah, totally. And this is a really interesting, it's not a tiny home. No, it's a different type of model. And I just think that it, there will be a lot more of these types of models. We're yeah. seeing it internationally and it's kind of cool and interesting that's happening over in Texas as well. Yeah. It's a foldable home. So you can like put on a truck trailer and then when it, when you get to the location, you unload it and then you unfold it and all the walls are put together in less than an hour. That's and then crazy. it's just putting all the little little pieces of the inside to make it perfect. Do you have to own the land in order for... I don't... I think... Well, I know he rents it from SpaceX. So he's paying rent to SpaceX for it. So I think that Boxable is just a company where you're buying the frame of it and whatever you want on the inside, you know, get... But it's not like you're customizing. It's kind of like standard. They found the perfect amount of space. They just manufacture it over and over again using this specific types of materials that make it efficient as possible. So... You don't have to worry about, you know, um, where the wires go and everything's just like perfectly placed and they're very standard, but Smart. it allows it to be very cheap, affordable, mobile, and, uh, globally scalable. I'm, I'm very excited about what this could be. And I'm definitely giving Elon Musk a lot of props for the lifestyle that he lives. And yeah. I'm excited to see where we live next. Uh, we definitely don't need a lot of space. Could and be I, the biggest mansion on earth. No, I think that it's actually a huge advantage in the long run to be okay with smaller spaces and minimalism. I mean, be lean, be able to pivot, be able to go wherever you need to go. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of our, our, our way of uh, living. Exactly. So love this conversation. Love talking with you. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We appreciate and love you very much. (laughs) We look forward to speaking to you tomorrow. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye.